Hey, hello family. Welcome to Baptism Sunday. It's so good to have you. I see, I see lots of parents, aunts, buddies, friends here um, to celebrate Baptism Sunday. And so we're going to have a pretty short sermon because the real sermon is the people getting baptized. I'm just going to give. So I'm just doing an introduction. All right. And here's the deal. Uh, do you know, not many of you may know, but baptism predated uh, Christianity, or you went, predated the birth of Christ. Baptism is something that uh, Jewish followers of God would do whenever they had a time of like renewal or spiritual revival, anytime they were kind of re-upping on taking their relationship with God very seriously, they would go under the water. And it seems kind of weird, like it's an inconvenient to do that as a symbol. But there's a reason they did that. And that is the most important story for the Jewish people was this. We used to be slaves in Egypt. God set us free. And when we were on the run from enemy attackers, he split open the sea and we went through the water to the other side. Now, they didn't always have the option of just saying, water, you're going to a, you know, a big sea and splitting the waters. But the second closest thing was baptism, which meant we are re-identifying that we are the people who've been set free from slavery. And then John the Baptist came to tell all of Israel, get ready for God is going to reveal himself, so let's get serious about God again. So before people even knew Jesus, they got baptized. But then Jesus came, and Jesus uh, spent three years publicly ministering. Most of the time, like, he was just a carpenter in a small little village, but for three years, he just kind of emerged from the shadows, and Jesus did spectacular things. He healed people no one else could heal. And if these were people that no one would even go near or touch, if people were so sick no one wanted to touch him, when Jesus healed them, he made sure to touch them. If it was someone with wealth, empowered, influence, and said, okay, you can master the long distance heal, Jesus would say, okay, it's cool, you're healed. So he would hug the unhuggable into long distance heals for the person who was powerful. And then Jesus would preach, saying, I am the Son of God, saying that when you see me, you see God. Another way to say that is God is 100% Christ-like. There is nothing not Christ-like in God. The Bible says that, in, that it used to be really hard to get a clear picture of God, and it says, in the book of Hebrews, it says before, we saw like a dim outline of who God was. We saw kind of the shadow of God. And it was hard to understand, but in Jesus, everything is crystal clear. And the great thing about Jesus is you can be four years old or a hundred years old, and the Jesus stories can be understood. No matter how old you are, you may want to sit with a parent or a friend to help you understand it. You can understand everything there is to understand about Jesus, which means 
everything you need to know about God, you know if you know Jesus. In baptism, when we get baptized now, we don't just say that we've been set free. The story got bigger. When people are baptized in the name of Jesus, the story gets much bigger. And part of the deal is, is the baptism story doesn't end with being set free. In fact, there's a lot of people who say they're followers of Jesus or say they're Christians, but they think the end all, be all of life is accepting Jesus into their heart. And friends, that's just the first chapter. That is the first chapter of life. When we, you go through a door, you don't spend your whole time talking about the doorway. You spend your time talking about what life is like once you've passed through that door with the maker of that door, Jesus Christ. So the real story of baptism, baptism didn't happen after a bunch of steps. Baptism, as soon as people had an idea that I want to follow Jesus, they got baptized into a journey. They, baptism is almost like, imagine like it teleports you into a new dimension where you are an agent of Jesus' love and Jesus' grace, and you're called to love people that aren't loved, to care and protect for people who are bullied, to heal the sick, to share your life with people and share with them the love of Jesus that you have found. And you're called to, if people are hungry, feed them. If people don't have enough clothes, give them clothes. If there is evil being done on a big scale, you fight against that evil. In all of the world, there's people who do evil because the laws are evil, and the followers of Jesus even disobey the laws to obey Jesus. Did you know that? Sometimes there's bad laws. In some places, it's against the law for one group of people to hang out with another group of people. And the gospel says we're one people. In South Africa many years ago, uh, black people and white people were completely separated and white people got all the wealth and black people had to live in little shacks where white people lived in paradise houses, like huge houses. And the people who were really following Jesus had churches that brought both groups together even though it was against the law. Because the idea is Jesus has called all of you to follow him first whether or not people agree with you, and it is an exciting journey. So I want to read the last thing Jesus said before he went to be with God the Father. And the reason why Jesus went up to be with God after his resurrection, after Jesus defeated death, the worst anyone can do is kill you. They killed him. He came back. I don't know if he said this, but I would have said this. Is that all you got? Is that all you got? Jesus defeated death. And then Jesus went to be with God the Father because Jesus was in a human body. That means he could be with one person at a time. But the Holy Spirit of Jesus can be around the whole planet all at once. And Jesus said, you know, Jesus would love to be with each one of you. But after having a bunch of meetings, he would have to disappear and take a break in a quiet place. But the Holy Spirit doesn't take a break. So in baptism, we say we are baptized in the name of the Father, God the Father, who we didn't know what he was like until we knew Jesus. God the Son, Jesus, who defeated death. 
and God the Holy Spirit who gives us the power to heroically do the work of God. So here's, the, here's Jesus' last orders before he went to be with God the Father. Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. And what Jesus was saying is, I am in charge everywhere. Your president isn't in charge. Your king is not in charge. Your queen is in charge. You know, follow them as long as they're not breaking God's rules. As long as they're not doing things that are against Jesus, follow them. But anytime an authority is saying not to live like Jesus, he says, I'm in charge. They're nobody. This, a lot of people won't tell you this, but God is bigger than the president, than the king, than the parliament, than Congress. And God commands, be filled with my kindness and demonstrate my kindness to others. Be filled with my welcome and welcome the stranger and the alien. Be filled with my compassion and bring healing and care to people that otherwise won't get it. Because Jesus is in charge. And another way to say this is, Jesus says, all in chargeness is given to me because I'm the biggest boss forever. So the next part of his words, he said this. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Now, disciple is a weird word. How many people just say, like, I'm a disciple or you're a disciple? Who talks about, uses the word disciple all the time? You know what disciple means? Uh, it means apprentice. Do you know how people learn to be plumbers? You learn to be a plumber by working with an old person who's been a plumber for many years. And that old person who's been a plumber teaches you all their plumber tricks and they show you how it's done. And after you've spent some years with a master plumber, you get to be a plumber. So a disciple means to apprentice. It means hang out so much with Jesus that you are just like Jesus. In any situation Jesus was in, you would do the same thing. So it's hanging out with Jesus while he helps you to follow him. So this isn't just about believing and being right. Some people think to follow Jesus is to win arguments about why Jesus is the way and be right and wait for God to come back. Where God, Jesus has really high expectations. Jesus believes each one of you can heroically pursue God's agenda to love the world. There's so many ways the Bible talks about this. Um, throughout the Old Testament, the second most common command is uh, care for the fatherless, the widow, the alien, the stranger. You know, orphans and immigrants. That, the other one is the whole Old Testament is, signed up, is summarized in one verse in Micah 6.8. It says, this is what God requires of you. Number one, do justice. Don't think justly, do justice. That means if there's injustice, you do justice against injustice. Love mercy. That means we fall in love with the idea that people are forgiven. We are happiest when people don't get what they deserve. We are the most happy when instead of getting what they deserve, people get love. And that makes us happy. Because Jesus' people don't do revenge. We don't do revenge. It's above our pay grade. We love in the face of unkindness, mistreatment. We fight against injustice, 
but we love purveyors of injustice. So, um, make disciples of all nations. From this moment on, the most important nation for anyone following Jesus is all nations. We see throughout the scripture that no matter where you were born, you cared about every single soul living in every nation. That wasn't really clearly seen in the Old Testament, but in Jesus we see all nations. You know what that means? If we ever fight against another nation, we never cheer if someone else gets hurt because our biggest desire is that everyone knows Jesus everywhere. Every beating heart in this world have an experience of mercy. All nations. So people spend their lives going to countries, every country talking about Jesus, and they spend their lives welcoming people to our country because they can hear Jesus from their neighbors. Make disciples of all nations. And then it says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Faithfully following all that I've commanded you. And then Jesus ends with this. He says, don't forget this. Don't ever, ever forget this. I'm going to be with you every day of this crazy journey. I'm going to be with you every day as you endeavor to be the hands and feet of Jesus in a world that is hurting so bad. Till the completion of this age, meaning one day Christ is coming back and we've been living under a, a future rule. We've been living as though Jesus is 100% on the throne and no injustice is allowed. We, we live the future, but we live in a time where the future is overlapping the past. And one day, we're gonna catch up to that future where there is no injustice, there is no war, there is no sickness, there is no addiction, there is no loneliness, there is no bullying. And then what you're doing won't be as weird as following Jesus is right now. So we're going to start baptizing people. And a number of people might be sharing a story or having something read. And Adrian's going to kind of uh, do the deal. Since Adrian has a loud voice without a mic. Stand right here. We've got a little. We're going to do something that they did in the very early church. Uh, and some churches still do this today. I need to put here. I want to put this uh, shrubbery over here. You'll see why. I want to borrow this. I'm going to put the shrubbery right here. You grab those. This shrubbery symbolizes oh, would you? evil and dark and they need to go to the bathroom. in the world. So we're going to call that the shrubbery of evil. This is serious. All right. So I want everyone to turn around and look at the shrubbery of evil. I'm making, I'm, this is fun, but it's actually... No, I don't, I'm not feeling good about that. I'd rather use a shrubbery. I can't even, I can't keep a straight face thinking you're evil because you're so awesome. So, look at that. Wave goodbye and say, I'm turning away from evil. And turn around and look at the cross. There you go. And I'm turning towards Jesus. 
Repentance means to turn away. And we're turning away from all evil, and God's going to be there to assist us in doing his work. Yeah. Okay. So, I, can you guys hear? Ooh, Don't sorry. let that drop in there. No. And also, marking. I think you should take that thing out of your ear, because it could go in the water. <laughs> okay. All right. Hi, precious friends. I am so lucky to be with you guys this morning, and I got to talk to every single one of you, and we prayed together, and... This is honestly such an honor for Jeff and I to do this. It's so fun. And I want to remind you guys that all these people here, they love you. And they're here because they are here to support you and love you. Right? Is that right? Okay. And so I would love for you guys, friends and family of people getting baptized today, do you guys commit to support these people, pray for them, and love them as they follow Jesus? If so, say yes. All right. So you guys are not alone. And that's a big part of what baptism is, right? This is a declaration that we are, you are committing to follow Jesus for the rest of your life. It's very exciting. And we've also talked about the fact that there will be ups in life and there will be downs, right? And God will be with you the entire way. So, okay, I'm going to give you guys the microphone and each one of you have a chance to say something. And if you want me to read what you have written in Mosaic, I'm happy to do that as well, okay? So, Eva, are you okay with going first? Okay, this is Evelyn. Okie doke. Alrighty. I'm getting baptized because I finally feel ready to make the jump on my own. And one of the first times I realized this was at the Vineyard United Youth Conference in 2019. Um, and I think it was the second night that we had a sermon and then we're allowed time to get prayer up front, like grab someone to get prayer, like, like anyone you want, or just worship with the band. And I just remember that the Holy Spirit was like so present the whole time and I felt so loved and seen and I could tell that everybody in the room felt the same. And right then I wondered how can people go through their life and not feel this? Um, and it was so indescribable and I didn't want it to end. So I wanna give that feeling to people, like other people, so they can feel like the love that I felt in that room. And I'm super excited for the next conference. So there were a couple times when I thought I wanted to get baptized, but then I would like overthink it and I would get really anxious about getting up in front of everybody and I would chicken out. Um, <laughs> so that's honest. And now I can see like the work that God has done in my life. Um, especially like surrounding my anxiety and I feel like he's been encouraging me to come out of my shell and has been like a big part of my growth and especially in regards to my anxiety and this year especially I can see a big change um, my anxiety used to be a, like a big part of my life and I was usually always anxious about something um, but this year it feels different um, and I feel like generally less anxious um, so at first I thought it was because um, I was like a senior and I was 
I don't know, early, early onset senioritis, but um, now I know that it's not that, like there's way too much evidence for it to be that. Um, so for example, this year I'm an officer in two of my classes where I have to like speak in front of them um, and like plan and it's definitely not a position where you can be like anxious and shy. So, um, and when I participate in things that previously would have made me really anxious, um, I can just feel God with me, giving me confidence. And right now, I'm just beginning to clearly hear God speak to me, like about me, comforting me, giving me confidence, and it's really awesome. And um, I can hear him talking to me to help me, help me break out of my shell, but um, I don't quite yet hear him talking to me about like other people as much as myself. So that's something I'm working towards. Um, and I'm so grateful that um, I have begun to like shed my anxiety because um, I feel so much better now. <laughs> um, and something I want to work towards is tuning my ear to Jesus to the like other people around me. Um, and especially since there are so many people like at my school who are pressured by everyone in their lives. It's just like a really high-stress school um, and to be able to hear what the Lord wants for me and like ways I can help them would be amazing. Um, so I feel like God is telling me to get baptized and that it's the first step towards this. Um, so I really just want to break out of my shell like all the way, become more active like in this church, in my faith in general, um, and I want to be somebody who can carry out God's work and who can help encourage other people. Ollie, this is Ollie. Would you like me to read what you wrote, Ollie? Okay, do you want to stand up? Okay, you don't have to. You can do whatever you want to do. This is Ollie. I'm super proud of him. Um, Ollie says, I think Jesus is an amazing person who rose from the dead after he was betrayed and sacrificed his life for us. So we would never be alive if it wasn't for Jesus. That's true. I want to get baptized to tell others I want to follow Jesus. Awesome. All right, Ollie, we're proud of you. And Ollie brought his goggles, so that's great. Okay, and this is Ruthie. Ruthie, would you like me to read this, or do you want to read it? Okay, all right. Ruthie says, Jesus is my Savior, and I know that he will repeatedly save me from my sins. And she wrote Matthew 20 and, sh 20 and 28. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's what Jeff just read. Perfect. All right. That's Ruthie. <laughs> this is Sammy. Sammy, you are so wonderful. Oh, I love you guys so much. Okay, would you like to read this or do you want me to? Okay, okay. Sammy says, I trust the Holy Spirit to protect me, and if I make a bad choice, he will forgive me, and he will always heal my heart. Perfect. Yay, Sammy. I'm proud of you. All right, this is my friend John. John, would you like the microphone? Okay.
My journey to Jesus started at Vineyard Dar Salaam while visiting the Buckleys in Tanzania. As I witnessed their sacrifices, dedication, and love for all of those around them, I became intrigued by a church for the first time ever. On a second trip to Dar Salaam, I was convinced that I wanted to seek out Jesus and give church a try. My wife Nikki brought me to Central Vineyard because she knew that this was where we should be, even though it created her own struggle. Meeting Jeff and Adrian and all the wonderful people here has changed my life. They've shown me that to be a follower of Jesus, you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to have all the answers. They've helped me to see the suffering servant Messiah and understand who Jesus is and what he represents. Because of this, I want to be like Jesus. That's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, you're gonna make me cry. And this is our beautiful friend, Bella. Bella, would you like the microphone? Okay, my dear. Um, I'm getting baptized today because I'm ready to not only accept the Lord into my heart and continue to follow him, but let it be known. I'm ready to be reborn and show my faith. I've been waiting a while to get baptized, but I finally get to do that today. Um, spiritually, I'm in a good place. I've had a good relationship with God for a while, but being baptized, I hope to positively, positively increase that relationship with God. And after my baptism, I hope to continue to successfully spread the good of God and eventually get to join him in heaven along with my family and friends. I'm not as far along as these people, but uh, I said I was ready to feel like I was ready to take a plunge. I'm a big baseball playoff fan, so I say it's time to step up to the plate and take a stand and find out what it is I really believe. And uh, it's a long journey for me. When I was young, nobody else did this to me, but I didn't focus on the pot. I focused on heaven and hell, and I never thought I measured up, and that to me is the most scary doctrine as a kid, so that's where I focused. And coming to Big Vineyard and meeting Cindy and going to hear Rich Nathan speak and then Jeff and when, uh, when our racial, I'm not sure when this was 10 years ago in St. Louis, somebody, a black was killed, a church was burned down, a black church was burned down and Big Vineyard, a vineyard in, in conjunction with another church raised money to send there to help them rebuild the church and then with what they're doing, doing here, I, I've been really impressed with everybody here. And I, I, I love everybody here, and so I want to I want to make that change, and I hope I will. But we'll see how it goes. We love you, Charlie. Yay! Aw, I I'm really proud of you guys. I I feel like. Um, and I said this to each of you guys, baptism is really awkward and really weird. You're getting up and getting plunged in water in front of everybody. So it takes courage to do this. And I'm really proud of you guys. Um, and the Holy Spirit's here with us. I'm going to say a prayer, and then we'll go for it. Does that sound good? Okay, bow your heads with me, precious church. Holy Spirit, we recognize you, that you are here. And Father, I pray for each of these precious people getting baptized, Lord. You are the one, Lord, that carries us. It's just like Eve was saying this morning, Lord. You are the one who make us, makes us pure. We don't make ourselves pure, Lord. So I pray that in each of our hearts, God, we would just grow closer and closer into the image of Jesus and that you would 
Give us patience for ourselves like you have for us, Lord. We just thank you for your perfect love in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Okay. We're going to face this way, okay, Ev? And do you want to take your glasses off, dear? Yeah, okay. if you have towels, uh, we've got Rachel Lee, so the bearer of the sacred towels. But we, and we even have supplemental in case. You should you be on the other side. Okay, I thought you were facing. Okay. All right. And I'm aiming my mic towards you, Adrian. Never use wired mics when baptizing. Because Jesus never used wired mics. Okay, here we go. Evelyn, we baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oliver's always prepared, Adrian. He's my Lego buddy. Don't recommend getting baptized with face masks. Okay, Ruthie, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jump you up. He's light as a feather. Okay, darling, you want to sit down? Okay. It's, it's going to be really quick. You put your legs out a little bit there. Sammy, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Woo! There we go. We're like, down! <laughs> John Reed. Well, he's he's come well toweled. John, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hey. <laughs> Bella Flowers. 
We got to make sure none of your earrings end up in here too. Charlie, the mayor of Buckeye Donuts. Don't tell OSHA about baptisms. I think we may be... Some... Well, guys, God bless you. I want to invite uh, the worship... Well, let's get the worship team up there. It's nice to have some accompaniment. So, friends, we're ta we began talking about baptism. Baptism is exodus. Baptism is from death to life. Baptism is a bath that washes away our sin, and a bunch of other things. But it tied first to Exodus. And along those lines, we're going to share the Lord's Supper here, which, um, Adrian, if you can bring me one of those. So this is our other, the other sacrament of the church. And uh, when, before Israel went through the water, they had a meal, and they chowed down. They didn't have time to let the bread rise. It was unleavened bread. But they, they kind of stuffed their bellies all night because they knew they needed the energy to get out of slavery the next day. And every year since then, the Jewish people celebrated Passover. Now, Jesus took Passover, and just like baptism took on a bigger meaning, not only... Uh, Passover wasn't about us, one group of people, being set free from slavery. When Jesus took it, it was about all people being set free from sin and death who call on his name. So, Lord Jesus, I pray uh, these symbolic elements, these, these elements that you inhabit and you commune with us through, God, uh, your broken body, your spilled blood, I just ask your real presence to be with us here, all of us today. On the night Jesus was betrayed by one of his friends, he took the bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body broken for you. Same way after the supper, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant. It is the new way reality works in my blood. Every time you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. And the apostle Paul said, guys, Keep doing this because you can never have too many reminders till Jesus comes back. So let's take the elements. Lord bless you guys. We love you so much.